50 cases in six months. Did I hear you say that correctly? Correct. That's craziness. How? I was just talking to my patients about it. Turns out patients value oral health more than they do cosmetics. Hi, I'm Irene Yanku, and this is my podcast. I have spent my entire career in dentistry learning. Learning about new technology, techniques to better my clinical skills, and now I'm a practice owner and leader. In life as a learner, I've noticed my truest love for learning has not been about teeth or what material is best to use for a core buildup. It's been learning about people in our dental community. The educators, scientists, clinicians, business owners, and advocates. Their stories, their lives, their why, and their what's next. Getting to know them as humans, identifying how they work, what their rituals are, while highlighting them as the true trailblazers in dentistry. And that's what I do here on the show. So hold on to your suction. It's about to get slippery here on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Part two with Dr. Abby. Hey, welcome back, friend. Fancy meeting you here on? again. I know. I'm good. It's a long you time good? no talk. You're good? Do you need to stretch? Great. You good? <laughs> Let's we're, we're talk good about YouTube, which is where this video is if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, let's talk about your YouTube channel, your clear aligner. We see you. We're pointing at the cameras and making it all weird and not focus. Um, we're doing the thing. Doing the thing like the Instagram where it's like, let me show you my Rubik's Cube. Mm. Wait for it. The camera will focus. Oh, it did it. Did you Bam. see that? This is such a good quality camera. I swear to God. It's <laughs> Are so you going to get sick. one? I think I, I have the same one. I had to, you do have the same one? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I gave you the recommendation. Oh. You, I, think you, I think you asked me and we're like, hey, which camera do you have? And I sent you a link and then you're like, cool. Oh, buying I did. Two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. I did buy. Yeah, no, I was at the store when I messaged you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. they didn't have two. I had to order them. And then meanwhile, I went on um, did you get Sony's both website. Ones? I bought them both white. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went with black. Yeah. I kind of wish I got white. I don't know. I thought white would get dirty, but it's like, I'm not touching it. So that was just dumb on my part, but. And it's also it's metal. Okay. But anyways, let's talk about your YouTube channel. <laughs> um. Forget the camera setups. We'll link the mm. camera setups below. I want to nice. know your lighting setup because you're you're so much you're you've got so much brightness in your room. I don't. I feel like I'm super backlit. Um, um, let's talk about your YouTube channel. Where did this idea stem from, and why? So it started originally. Um, a recommendation came from. I was on like a panel. We were just talking about like associateships and stuff um, on Stribe. I don't know, Dr. Andy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Andy. We were, She's a good yeah, friend. We What's up, girl? She's awesome. What's up, Andy? Uh, basically, we were talking on that panel. And then at the end of it, she was just like, hey, like you should start a YouTube channel and like talk more about this stuff. Like, oh, good idea. Mm. And then I was like, I don't know how to make videos. Um, so I just like didn't do that for six months. Um, but then... 20, January 2022, Neha um, came across Erica Kuhlberg. 
Um, she's like the the girl that gives all like the finance tips and like all the hacks. Yeah. So I watched her video. She's like, and I was like, I really want you to watch this video. And it was about like creating like passive income, right? 12 streams of passive income, all that stuff. And then she talked about like starting a YouTube channel and all that. So then I was like, Hey, why don't you do this start? And then like hit the niche of sharing stories about associateships and like tips for younger doctors. And I was Mm. like, great. So that's where I started. And so I was scripting, recording on my iPhone, um, editing on Final Cut Pro and had no idea how to edit. I learned it on YouTube and um, started posting. (laughs) Where everyone learns everything. Everything. YouTube University, right? But um, yeah, so I started doing like one video a week and it was honestly like therapeutic because it was just like I got to all the advice and experiences that I had. I got to just like put out there. And um, I was doing that and I, and I stayed consistent. And then I stopped at like the 10 month mark, like October. I kind of like just, I don't know. I forget what happened, but I stopped. But that's how I started. Then. How um, did you plan your time? Like, how do you, how did you block out? So. Back then, like time block I was just, your work for YouTube. So back then, I was just working um, four days a week, Monday through Thursday, and I was using weekends. So I was using weekends, or I was using like evenings during the week to like script, and then I was I was scripting. Uh, I would I, I was scripting like three or four videos at a time, but I was only recording one at a time and then editing one at a time. So I was doing that. And in the beginning, mm. like you just have, like you, sh- I, I recommend you do it that way when you start, just so you get a feel every time you do it, you kind of learn a little bit more. Um, and then, so I had the time to do it, but then time slowly shrunk because I started the Clearliner consulting and all that, but I was still doing the videos. And then, um, Fast forward and what are your videos? To, what were your videos like back then at the very beginning? Head, what, like talking what, head. Yeah. Talking head. I had a $12 ring what light. Are your topics? Like that, what, are, what are some of your favorite topics from, from back then? Do you remember any of the titles? Um, so one of them was like, how much money do dentists actually make? That one, like that one blew up by blew up in like thousand views. But that I think is like the best one. Um, I liked some of the, I had a whole series, dental, dental associateship reflection series. So 10 videos Mm. where I talk about 10 jobs and I tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. And then I like leave you with like things that you should do or look for, right? Like what, you know, if I had to go Mm. in that situation again, like here's what I would have done. So those are really good. Um, And then I also do like dental interview tips where it's it's like, because these are all things that I wish somebody told me. Like I wish somebody said like, yo, ask this question. Right. Like, don't just take the dentist's word for it. Like, ask them to see the numbers. Like, if they're telling you something, like, their numbers should back it up because, you know, a lot of dentists like fudged the truth. Uh, but I found out after working there for a couple months. So it was all coming from this place of just wanting to be a voice that people could kind of listen to and, 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 you know, hopefully avoid some of these situations and pitfalls. But that was like the original foundation. Um, yeah. And then, and then when did you become this clear aligner guru, dude? The clear aligner guru, dude, that, so I think that's going to be the name of the title, the, the like title of the <laughs> clear aligner guru, dude, <laughs> clear aligner guru, dude. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
That started. When did you become in, Clearliner Guru, dude? I don't know if there was like a, a, a single moment, but the, the the journey with that was like I started doing aligners at that new op- office. I was like started like fifty cases in my first six months. I was leaning on uh, my mentor, Dr. Christina Blocker. And um, she was just helping me with like 50 cases in six months. Did I hear you say that correctly? Correct. 55 zero in six months. Correct. That's craziness. How? How? I was just talking to my patients. I was just talking to my patients about it. But I wasn't talking about it from cosmetics. I was talking about it from oral health. Functional. Right. Correct. Turns out patients value oral health more than they do cosmetics. Um, yeah, that's just like across the board and it's a lot easier as a healthcare professional to tell somebody something and the health impacts rather than cosmetics. Right. And I'm not saying like you can't be successful with cosmetics. I'm just saying most of the practice, this practice also was like a very like middle to low income practice, you know, blue collar, um, good people. Mm. They just didn't have good teeth. And I was providing a solution for them to improve. The health of their mouth. And so, you know, that was kind of my strategy. And then um, I kind of rolled with it. And then I started to share what I was doing with other doctors that I was working with in the company. And um, mm. then I also, then I wanted like a position in the company to where I could work less clinical days and then do more of the teaching, kind of like an in-house, you know, an in-house uh, aligner coach. Uh, aligner, like aligner guru dude. Yeah, in-house an in-house guru aligner guru dude versus a YouTube aligner guru dude. Correct, but got it. They wanted, they didn't want the in-house aligner guru dude. So, um, my so then Neha was like, okay, why don't you just go start your own consulting business? And I was like, that's a great idea. I have no idea how to start a consulting business because I mm. just went to dental school and that's all I know. Turns out it's not that hard. Um. Uh, got the LLC, started working with doctors locally, coaching them up. Um, one of the docs I worked with, he started like 25 cases in two months, just based off of the curriculum that I came up with and, you know, kept doing that. But then so that what, is that, what does that look like? The curriculum? Talk us through what that looks like. Yeah. So let's say I want to join your, your curriculum or your, have you as a consultant. How does, how does mm-hmm. that work? What does... What can I expect and what's the process like? So when I was consulting, I'm not like actively consulting anymore because I have an online course, but for the consulting, it was like, it was two, it was essentially two like in-person meetings. The first meeting I focus on like just mindset, like reprogramming how you think about aligners, reprogramming how you think about yourself as a provider. What are your goals? Things Mm. like that. And then I dive into how to identify treatable cases, how to talk to patients about it, get the staff on board and kind of give you all those tools that you need to like have the confidence to start. Um, And then after that session, I also would give like PDFs and stuff that they could use to implement and share with the team. And then Mm. they go out and do it. And then if they have any questions, like I would help them case setups, troubleshooting things. And then I met with them like a month later as like a check-in 
And then there cool. we go deeper into other topics of like scanning, like how to refine that, how to like improve those things. So, um, so your, your like clientele is kind of entry at that point was entry level was mm-hmm. like, I've never moved teeth before. I don't really know what to do. And I mean, as great as some of the like big companies are with creating CE, for example, I will give you 100% a personal example. We use Invisalign in our practice mm-hmm. and we never see our sales rep ever. Like I think I've seen him twice because I'm in a saturated downtown Toronto market and we're not closing mm. as many cases as the big people down the street. So like there's no cookies that we get from them. There's no like, hey, checking in, let me help you with this. Like show me what the, no. I I was sold to an Itero 5D, came with some Nothing. virtual training and it was like, great. So I'm scanning every single new patient, but there's no like, hey guys, good job. I, you know, keeping an eye on your case closures and I see you closed five extra cases this month. Like there's no like follow through. So yeah. if anyone's listening to this from Invisalign, you can have a speak to my local rep. Um, Cause it's, it's discouraging, you know, and then you get a new team member or a new hygienist or a new doctor and p- perhaps they're not as well versed or even trained at mm-hmm. all to move teeth and you're starting from scratch with another person all over again. Yeah. And then no, that's- it, it's, it's rough, you know? So it, I think like they, there's great resources, but you have to actually seek out those resources on their page. You got to dig through them. I like I like things that are modular, like online courses, because then it's there. And if you have a new person, you're like, cool, here's the link. Log in, get Watch going it. from the beginning, like catch up. We are all here. This is where you need to get to in order to be where we are. Um, we do like spear um, education in our practice. So I've got like the spear education app login and every new employee that comes into the practice gets their own login and there's like a few videos that they have to watch, which is like the communication videos. I don't know what they have for ortho, actually. It just like leads me to think about looking into it more. But I love that idea that gets just everyone get in one just place. Get them in my, just get them in my program. Yeah. You'll have to shameless share the link plug. with me so I can put it below. I know. I that's all, it's not shameless. I mean, that's why you're here too. Tell me what no, you created. I, created I want to know. I, I created yeah. for that reason. Like I had to, I had to get all my information from another doctor. There was no, yeah. you know, Hey, here's everything that you need to know to be successful with this. And like, here's the follow up. And like, I didn't, there, yeah. that didn't exist. If it existed, I had no idea about it. You know, maybe, I, maybe if I looked harder, I don't know, but then that's what kind of spurred me, right. To like create this. So yeah. Mm. Pivoting from the consulting to an online program. That's where my other mentor came in, Dr. Ranesh Ganatra. He does all sorts of online um, courses and he like gets with other doctors in the industry and like, you know, like veneer courses, implants, all that. But he showed me what online courses were and it's way better because that like people are busy and like not everybody per, like can afford to fly out to, you know, Vegas and drop five grand Wherever. and sit in a course and then, and then go home and have to do it themselves. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's tough. And so, yeah, I think online courses are sweet and, um, they're, they're way more accessible. Um, you know, and so 
that's where that came from. So what I basically did is I took what I was doing in consulting and then just like broke it down and like made it accessible. So so what are the like called, sequencing of videos? If you were to like be like high level, first step, second step, third step. Yeah. So it's um basically, like I say, yeah, it's mindset, background. Um, it's, I go right into like case selection, predictable movements, um, materials, uh, how to schedule appointments, um, topics mm. and conversations to have in the hygiene chair with the team, and then um, how to finish a case and like what retention looks like. And then I also go over like different pricing strategies that you can do to um, get more case acceptance. And then that's all just like the pre-recorded stuff. And then um, doctors who enroll, they also get a year of monthly coaching. So once a month, I hop on, uh, hop online, and then it's like a Q and A session. So any awesome. cases, any questions, I just bring them. I help answer those. And yeah, it's like you can learn at your own pace. I'm not going to force you in to learn it, but once you learn it, and then you go do it, and you have questions, like I'm there for you to like hold your hand, and. Um, it's awesome because doctors do it and the ones who take it seriously like crush it. And then they're just like, Oh my God. Like I had one doctor who was like one of the first people who got into the program like last summer. And he's like, I am obsessed with aligners. He's like, all I want to do are aligners. He's like, it feels so good when the patients say yes. He's just like, like he's like going through like a whole like mental thing right now. Cause he's trying to like change the dynamic of his practice to be more like a liner wow. focus. I'm like, dude, that's sick. Like, that's awesome. That is so good. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Cool. But well, yeah. I'll link all of that stuff below and uh, make sure that people have the resources available if that's something that they need. Last time we um, recorded, I mean, the first time we recorded the time that it didn't actually record, I asked you some tough questions at the mm -hmm. very end. And I'm going to do that again. I hope you don't remember them. I don't, I don't know if I do. I know, no. I, I know you asked me one and then I remembered like 30 minutes later, like a much better answer. But yeah, let's see. I totally <laughs> forgot the questions. I even texted you. I was like, oh, I wish I said this. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you wish you didn't know? Oh, that was it. Um, <laughs> one thing I wish. Can I cheat? Can I please look and see what I texted no. you? No, I want it off, off the, no. Because it might be different now than know. it was like in January. I think it was just like so good. That's do you remember I, what, um, um, do you remember what um, Brian answered? You were there for that. No, Brian said he wished he didn't know as much as he knows about jazz music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said something like that. That was, yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, what? So yeah, what's, what's, what's one thing you wish you didn't know? Um, he's having a hard time. I know. I wish I didn't know the dentists really don't get taught how to do profies. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like everyone assumes that's because of the dentists. Like they know everything, but like, no. Did you have not. to do like, some of your own hygiene when you graduated? Oh yeah. I, yeah. Really? It's Is that, that a thing? Like I, yeah. It's like a thing. Like, well, it depends on the practice model. So some practices, like they want their dentist to do it. Yeah. Um, sorry, patients. Um, yeah. It's okay. It's, question yeah, question so, number two of three. <laughs> okay. I'm cheating now. Number two. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in bucket lists? No. 
Like, I don't have a list. No. 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 You don't think that, like, writing things down, like, manifests that it'll happen? Oh, that's different. Like, yeah, I definitely believe in, like, (laughs) manifesting. But bucket list. Oh, wait. But let me redefine what this list means. Okay. So, to some people, a bucket list is, before I die, I must do these things. Mm -hmm. Which is an old school way of what the cool kids call manifesting or they manifest that something will happen because they actively engage with it or see it. So it's kind of the same thing. Don't you think? So yeah, when you say like that, yes. Um, In that context, I believe I had an old school mindset of like, Oh, these are things I have to do before I die. But I definitely believe of like, if you want something to happen, like you need to bring attention to it. You need to write it down. Um, and then like also actively do things to make it happen. So yeah, I do believe mm. in bucket list. I know exactly. I, I figured out my answer of what I wish I didn't know. Can I please say it? What was it's your, so, it's great. I wish okay, I didn't what, know. What that- do you wish you didn't know? <laughs> I wish I didn't know that Easy Mac was just powder and milk instead of actual melted cheese. <laughs> is that, what found, is Easy Mac? Is Mac and Easy cheese Ma- just like is Easy crap. Mac like, different than in, like the blue box? That's the same thing. I guess Easy Mac is like craft, like it's just what they called it. But yeah, like macaroni and cheese in a box, like. Growing up, yeah. whenever that would come out in a bowl. That you thought that that was it. powdered cheese? I thought that that was like melted cheese on like a macaroni. But then oh when God. I grew up and I started to have to make it, I saw that it's actually just like powder milk. Powder. And like warmed up. <laughs> yeah, that like, I wish I didn't know that. I wish I didn't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. Okay, last question. What's your biggest life goal so far? biggest life goal so far like that I have achieved or what I'm like working towards could be either um it was like a goal that was like quick but then not like I I think it was this whole social media thing like getting comfortable posting on social media and like putting myself out there to make an impact was a goal that I had early on and then I think I achieved it a lot quicker than I thought. Um, mm. Because I just think we all have like this, and we didn't really dive too much into social media, but I don't know. I think people have, we have this like a misconception of like what it, like what it looks like to, to, to be on social media or, or how to post or what to put out there. But um, yeah, I found that like, my goal, like a goal, right. Was to put myself out there and like, try to help at least one person and like leverage social, like the power of social media to do it. And it's like worked and it's continuing to work. And what's really cool is the fact that I'm doing it in a way that's authentic to me. Like, I don't, I don't see like a reason why I would stop where I think a lot of other people are kind of like, they have a goal and they're going to hit it and then they may like fall off. but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's like a whole different like dimension of, uh, of a way to connect with people and to like spread a message. Goal was just be comfortable or was it like to hit a metric or a number? 
Um, I mean, how do you like goal, even know when that goal is achieved? It's like if it's a comfort thing, you just yeah. like watch back an old video and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I did that. So, so a metric. I mean, starting out, like everyone's like, oh, don't put a metric, but I don't know. I was like, I like to hit like, like 10,000 seems like a nice number back when I had like 800. I'm not even at 10,000 yet, but I feel like I've hit that goal of like making an impact. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, the, the traditional goal was world domination, but yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to get Same. there. Yeah. World domination is the hardest one of all, I think. Yeah, but it's like the ultimate. I just want to dominate the small circle first. Mm. I'm working on the small circle domination first. This hygiene circle domination. I'm, with I'm almost you. there. I'll, I'll do the the aligners, the little aligner space. The You've got a bigger space to fill. You've got a really, that's a bigger, much bigger circle. There's a lot of people in that circle. But you okay. can do it. I have faith in you. Thank you. I will do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> will I see you at any trade shows? Where are you going these days? Let's. Uh, um, where can the people see you in, in IRL? Um, I just got invited to talk about social media at um, SCN. I've never heard of it before. Um, that's in Nashville. Cool. Uh, what does the SCN stand for? I believe it's Speakers Consultant Network. Okay, um, cool. So I'll be there. It's a it's a dental conference, I believe. And um, cool. The other the other one is uh, Dentistry's Got Talent in August. Um, but I don't have any anything else on the books. Where are you going to be? Cool. Uh, whew, I'll be in a lot of a lot of spots, but um, I'm not sure when this episode is airing. To be honest with you, so. Um, I go to most of the big trade shows like Chicago, Midwinter, Greater New York, Hinman. Um, I feel like I should California, start going to those. CDA, I'll be in Anaheim and perhaps San Jose. Um, RDH under one roof, ADHA. I won't be at ADHA how is this it when year because I'm going. How is it when you go to these? Because I saw a lot of people. So I used to like not follow people in the dental space for a while because yeah. it was just triggering. But it seems like a lot of people go to these. Is it like. Wait, what? Why, oh. why is following dental people <laughs> triggering? Marked. Um, no, so what, what so is it? <laughs> Do you get notified when I, when I mark something? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, good. I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, I used to get triggered because like all I would see is just like people posting nice, like these gorgeous cases, these cosmetic oh, yeah. cases. And these were all like the, you know, the big time people. And it just made me feel really crappy about what I was doing as a dentist and it made me feel like what I was doing was not as important, not as impactful. And yeah, going back to the whole therapy journey, like part of that was like, I just like unfollowed because I was like, I don't need this. Like I don't need to put myself in such a, a mental space. But um, mm. yeah, then I got a healthier relationship with dentistry. And then I realized that like you can follow and connect with more people, but like you don't need to compare. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's been my growth. But yeah, so now that I follow people again in the dental space, um, I see they go to conventions. So I'm just curious, like, what do those look like? Like, are people, I don't know, like actively connecting or are they just kind of 
popping around. They run back to their hotel rooms. Like, what is that? Like, I don't really know what that looks like. I think like. that all Voices of them are, are different. I should, I was talking, I was talking to uh, Alan Mead about this, that we should do a podcast episode just about trade shows. Cause between the two of us, we've been to almost every single one. Um, yeah. and they change from year to year, but the bones of it are always the same. Um, so yeah, I'll record something with Alan and share it with you because, yeah. you know, there's ones that I would recommend going to for like first timers and then ones that I wouldn't. Um, and some of them are When do you think is a good time in your dental career to go to trade shows? Cause I feel like early right at on. the like beginning. Okay. Early. Yeah. Early. I would say early. Um, so then you can identify what you want to learn more about. Um, mm. and some of them are free to like walk the trade show floor, get to know the products that are out there, things that are new tech. I mean, if you're into tech, then you want to go to certain trade shows that are all tech based. You want to go to like clinical hands-on ones. There's other ones that have more hands-on courses. Um, so they're all pretty different and, and to do it justice, I, I wouldn't be able to answer that for you in a minute, but I think, um, explore the, the calendar, like go through the calendar, see what the topics are. And usually they're color coordinated by type. So if you want to see more ortho, more perio, more hands-on, they're all, they have their own little color coding to it. Um, and that would be a good way to figure out if it's worth the money for you to fly somewhere. Mm. Um, I feel like my so, FOMO would kick in because I feel like I'd want to go to so many things and then I like physically can't. Right. But like in anyway, the actual another convention. another topic for another day. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Avi, <laughs> thank you for being here. We could talk forever. I'm like you and I, I could just talk forever, I think. Um, yeah, or we no, could do we an Instagram recorded. live about trade shows. That would be fun too. I think it'd be good because like I feel like sure. Early on, I didn't really know, and I still don't know that much, but always willing to learn. But yeah, thanks cool. for having me. We'll do it. Thanks for being here. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check all of the descriptions below, links, things. Um, connect with Dr. Avi, and I'll catch you next time. Peace out, peeps. See ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya, but maybe I do because you live in a fancy house like Avi's uncle did. <laughs> Oh, hey, so you made it all the way to the end. Thank you for sticking around. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, found it informative, entertaining, and of course, as per usual, find me hilarious. If you liked what you heard, it would really mean a lot to me if you could show your support by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend or family member. Your feedback and engagement helped me get on the mic today, and it would also improve our future shows and reach more people who maybe could benefit from our content as well. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my podcast on your favorite platform or on YouTube. Follow along on this crazy journey with me at toothlife.irene and at toothordare.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That way you'll be the first to know when episodes are released and you won't miss a beat. I appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more great episodes in the future. From my team to yours, thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side.